0: It's Saturday night. The kids are in bed. Which means we did it. We survived another
1: week. So let's talk about it.
0: From our latest homebrew project.
1: To kids crafting projects.
0: Just talking life with two young kids and two dogs. Grab your favorite beverage. Sit back. Relax. And see where the conversation takes us.
1: Sometimes we don't even know until we get there. This
0: is the Craft Parenting Podcast. Hey everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Craft Parenting Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Another week has flown by and it is once again Saturday and time to record another episode. My name is Joe Ludwig, and with me is my lovely wife and co-host Caroline. How's it going, Caroline?
1: Who are these people and what are they doing in my house? We're We're back. back. How? Who let you in? It was Lily, wasn't it? She's been learning how to use the lock on the front door lately.
2: We fed you meatloaf, so I feel like
1: you knew we were here all along. This is true. We did have a nice community dinner with our new (laughs) tenants in the basement for the mere price of five thousand dollars a month. You, too, lovely listener, can live in our basement. No, (laughs) I I I take that deal. We're at capacity. We're we're having a little growing pains. We're figuring it out. It's working. But yes, yeah, so we brought our friends back. If y'all want to remind our lovely listener, Well, listeners, I
3: paused our a little one, too long on Our, our the
2: one ass. listener. <laughs> 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 it's Lily. Lily is our one listener. It's me. Uh, I funny. listen to the podcast. Oh, that's funny. They uh. I'm Hilary Dersh.
4: And I'm Stephen Dersh.
2: Back from
1: the donut, not doing the donut trail. Due to the world opening back up, because we have a COVID vaccine that's more prevalent though now, stuff's going on with the Delta variant, I don't know, I don't read the news enough. So we decided to talk about international travel, and I mean it's also kind of timely because y'all just got back from some international travel because... Aruba! We went to Aruba last week.
4: It was wonderful.
1: Much needed. So we decided to bring Stephen and Hillary in for their international travel experience because they have a very different way of approaching international travel than we do. And so we can fit all of the flavors depending upon what you want to do.
4: Or at least two of them. Even
0: bogey flavored.
4: Ew.
1: Yeah. Okay, Albus. Earwax. <laughs> Alas. Alas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's move on.
2: You guys had a super busy week. I saw your giant list of things we that you listed. Did, all the, all the things. Probably
1: not even everything. On Sunday, we made a blanket fort. And I learned that Lily is not a very good structural engineer. She's more into like testing or demolition. So the blanket fort just turned into a blanket draped over a table because when I tried to make the blanket fort bigger, she decided to pull on the blanket fort and we didn't want anyone getting smushed. And I finished knitting a hat for Elliot so I could start working on the hat for Lily because it's not 80 degrees with 90% humidity outside or anything. So it's perfect weather to wear a knitted hat.
4: (laughs) We went snorkeling on Sunday.
1: We went snorkeling seven out of the 10 days we were in
2: Aruba and it's like my... Favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. So you know you could go snorkeling in the Ohio River.
1: Can mm. you? Can you? Are you allowed to do that? I mean, you're I mean probably you legally th- not
2: allowed to even do that. <laughs> we kayaked <kind> across <laughs> the Ohio River
1: once. So.
2: Kayaking and snorkeling are two totally different things. I'm pretty sure not to <laughs> swim in that water. You probably I mean, grow like three extra limbs.
1: <laughs> You, you know Blinky from The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. That was inspired by a fish found in the Ohio River. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> would not <laughs> surprise really, me. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I was like, would that be really funny if it was? But the fact that you guys believed me means you <laughs> know it's also <laughs> problem. Yeah. So Monday was pretty boring. We all went to work. We traveled. Except for the losers that were in Aruba. We saw
2: sea turtles as we snorkeled. Not
0: on Monday, crystal though. clear water. Crystal clear water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I really want to go back. To what, the beach. what else did you
2: do, Caroline?
1: <laughs> 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 Thanks, Hillary. <sighs> so, on Tuesday, Joe got a new computer. So, I officially have a laptop. Woo! Because I took Joe's laptop from him.
4: We were back at the grind. We worked on Tuesday. That was oh. very sad.
1: Steve is being
2: realistic. He's not pretending like we actually just were in, on vacation all week last week. Even though we were there for 10 days.
1: So on Tuesday, I went to work, which is not my normal schedule, because we had to prepare for our tenants moving in, which meant that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we had no one to watch the children, so I needed to be off of work. But Joe took off, too.
0: Yeah, at the time, I don't know that your mom and Larry had hired movers, so I didn't know what was going on, so...
1: They're smart. They hired movers. They didn't just say, here, I ordered beer and pizza. Move my shiznit (laughs) for me.
0: That works when you're in college.
1: You're going to have like 10 things. Not when you have a house full of stuff. Right. So on Wednesday, we had a nice family day. We went to White Oak Coffee House, where we got to eat some yummy breakfast and get coffee. And then we took the kids to West Fork Park, where Lily got to run around and show Joe all about the spinny slide. That's her favorite. How many times did she go down that slide? Like 10?
0: Hmm. A lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like all she wanted to do. And then my friend from middle school came over with her daughter to drop off some clothes for Lily. And so I could give her stuff for her new baby that was born today. And so Lily made a new friend, Lizzie, who's four. So she's about two years older than Lily. Actually, she's more like two and a half years older than Lily and they were just so cute together because all Lily can do is babble and Lizzie can make coherent sentences and do things but like Lizzie was like here look at my dress it has dinosaurs on it and she like picked up her dress and spread it out to show Lily and so then Lily being a mimicking toddler is like here I pick up your dress now too and she's like Mommy, she touched my dress. We're like, it's fine. She's just doing what she were doing. She wants to be like the big kids. After Lizzie's dad got home, my friend said before he even made it through the door, he she was talking his ear off about her new friend Lily and all of the stuff they had done together. (laughs) Adorable. And so then I made some new enemies because I trimmed all of the dogs' nails, but Zoe, (laughs) Zoe is a special case. Her nails don't grow as fast, and she was traumatized as a puppy. Oh, my goodness. So we tried. She's, she'll be fine. <laughs> Trim no, nails. Not by, you, not by you. No, I know.
2: <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. Like, still, she'll be fine.
1: She's had some bad experiences <laughs> at Groomers in the past. She doesn't like getting her paws touched
2: hey that pet store is, is okay so there's some groomers that i really like but
1: it, yeah she just, it's she, just tricky. she got complexes about her feet so i trimmed clara's nails because she needed it and then your parents dog laverne who we've decided to keep the name laverne mm-hmm. even though for like three weeks they're like we're gonna rename her lexi but once they discovered she was five they're like maybe we're just gonna call her vernie oh i don't know i feel really bad changing her name Oh my gosh. So I had to trim her nails and then their older dog, Buddy, I was like, do you want me to trim his nails? Because I'm trimming everybody's nails anyway. And they're like, no, no, we're going to do it. And of course, five minutes before we were going to leave the house, they're like, "Uh, well, I guess you can trim his nails. I'm like, couldn't have decided this 20 minutes ago, (laughs) whatever. So they're all going to get, I only took a little bit off because I'm terrified of getting there quick. Hillary is the dog nail clipping expert in our circle of friends, (laughs) so I was like, "I'm just like Hillary is not here to support me, but I know (laughs) what I'm doing. Please don't hit it quick as I close my eyes and cut off your foot. I don't know. uh, And I always
2: told you it's better to feel confident. It's better to trim off a little bit." more frequently and feel confident and build the dog's confidence than it is to take off big chunks and quick them and make them have a traumatic experience and then have a hard time whenever you try to do it again in six weeks or however long you wait but I would say it's better to do it each week even if the dog's nails are just for maintenance we probably get to it every two weeks or every three weeks but I'd like to do it every week my old dog needs it like every week maybe twice a week like
1: she could get a little bit taken off just because her
2: nails are so long well yeah and so like,
1: especially with vernie we don't know what her past is so i was like okay we're gonna have somebody to hold her head somebody to hold a plate of peanut butter and then i'll trim her nails does she not like peanut butter by itself or did she not like peanut butter because it was a traumatic experience like because no, like, she, she like... was totally chill with it like the oh. peanut butter was more just to distract her And she didn't like it. So she would be, like, more relaxed through the whole process and we'd be less likely to traumatize her. No, Joe slathered up a plate of peanut butter and stuck it in front of her nose before we even did anything. And she was like, what? No, I'm okay. I don't need this. I think
4: they got a broken dog. I mean,
1: (laughs) I think so, too. (laughs) Because they're like, well, we got this plate of peanut butter. So... Unfortunately, she
0: stepped in it first.
1: Yeah. So she stepped in it and we're like, okay, now we have to clean off your paw because you're not going to clean it off for us. Will Clara eat peanut
2: butter? Oh, yeah. Okay. We had to split it three ways. It would yeah. not surprise me if Clara didn't eat peanut
1: butter. Oh, she loves peanut butter. Fortunately, we've worked with our dogs enough where, like, we had a few times where we got down to the bottom of a jar of peanut butter and we'd sit Zoe and Clara next to each other. And I'd stick the peanut butter jar in, in front of Zoe's face and go, five, four, three, two, one. And then I'd take the peanut butter jar away and stick it in Clara's face and go, five, four, three, two, one. So I would give them the same amount of time, and i just keep going back and forth between the two of them. And they were fine with that arrangement. At first, Zoe was like, wait, I want that. But then when she realized, oh, well, the jar is going to come back to me, she'd be totally chill through that whole process. So even though we so we were able to add Buddy to the mix, and so Joe just stuck the plate in front of Buddy's nose, and then moved it to Clara's nose, and then moved it to Zoe's nose, and then moved it back to Buddy's nose, and they cleared off the plate for Vernie. Nice. <laughs> but we're like... we. Every dog that we know is, like, they will literally do anything for peanut butter.
4: I mean, I can't blame them. I would do just about anything for peanut butter, too. So, you know, I get it. Except
1: that peanut butter fudge we had. Uh, Oh,
4: yeah. That was, tasted like there was no peanut butter in it.
1: So, that was Wednesday night. And then Thursday, we went to the zoo. And, like, everyone else went to the zoo, too. Oh, like the whole of Cincinnati? You don't need reservations to go to the zoo anymore if you're a member. Oh, so it's just kind of show up and do what you want. And it was just lots of people.
0: It's a big place, though.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't like we were super on top of people. It wasn't like it was Baltimore people. Now, the line for Fiona was a lot longer than I've seen it recently. But we're like, no, we're just going to go to the hippo tanks. Like, we're not going to try to see their faces. We can look at their butts and be OK. <laughs> Lily is not going to stand in this line. And it is too hot and humid because it was... It was a hot mess that day. After we got home, fortunately, both children napped at home. They didn't nap in the car because we started to do some more things around the house in preparation for Mom and Larry showing up because they were no longer going to have a house as of like 1 p.m. on Friday, which meant they needed to live at our house.
0: Well, Lily also rode the train.
1: Oh, yeah. Lily did ride the train. She had a lot of fun. Well, we all rode
0: the train, actually.
1: And she sat behind a Lily.
0: A little girl named Lily. You know, yeah, probably a year older than her. Probably maybe
1: it's probably going to be the
2: number one name on all things for 2021 20, or whatever. I know. And I don't know. I feel like
1: Lily's pretty common. It's like I've had this name picked out for 10 years. I know. Well, I
2: think everybody like thinks of a name at the same time or something like
1: it's
4: a weird phenomenon.
1: I know. Literally 10 years ago, I was like, if we have a girl, her name's going to be Lily, And and Joe was like, yes, I'm down for that.
2: You asked Joe 10
1: years ago? Uh, it might have come up in conversation or something like that. I was like, yeah, like this name has been picked out for a very I long time. I don't know
0: if it was 10 years. We, we had it for a while.
1: Maybe not like us talking about it, but like it's been in my head for at least 10 to 15 years.
0: And that's one of those names. I don't know anyone named Lily.
1: Yeah. I know a lot mm-hmm. of
0: Sarah's, like just not now, but in grade school, lots of Sarah's. There's a Monica. There was a Katie. Lots well, of biblical Katie's.
2: names too, I'm sure. Yeah, like, no, I can't think of any of those
1: names. <laughs> <laughs> none. Matthew. Yeah, Matt. one Matt. Lots of Matt's.
0: One Mark. One.
1: John. Trey. Brian, <laughs> two Brian. Halfway through prepping the city chicken for my birthday party, I was like, nope, we can order pizza if people are still hungry and we ate all the city chicken because I don't have time to bread all of this. So I got out. Half of what was left and breaded that and made that for dinner. So we could talk game plan for Friday as far as what we were going to do.
4: And for anybody who doesn't know what City Chicken is, which is probably you, one listener.
1: (laughs) Hey, I have talked about it on the podcast multiple (laughs) times at this point. Joe is going to have to have a hard time (laughs) editing out one listener comments. (laughs) (laughs) I hope some people call in and are like, we listen.
0: It is breaded
4: pork on a stick.
1: It's meant to look like a drumstick.
4: (laughs) I don't get it.
2: I don't either. But (laughs) apparently it's very Midwestern because Caroline did it for her Midwestern birthday party. So
1: again, if you've listened to the podcast before, obviously Stephen hasn't. (laughs) Whoops. Nope. Well, (laughs) he's
0: not that one listener. Nope. It's me.
1: I listen to it. I've listened to it. It's. It's meant to look like a drumstick because people couldn't afford chicken. So they just shoved a bunch of meat on a stick to make it kind of look like a drumstick. They couldn't and afford chicken, but they it. could afford pork. I just feel like. Because it was the unsavory cut. Oh, like, yes. It wasn't I like see. Your well, really delicious cuts. It was the, true. hey, like, we can still eat this. It's just not as great.
2: Well, there's a lot of food out there, too, that, not to take us totally off the tracks, but there's a lot of food out there that used to be served as, like, just bottom to the, pe- of the yeah, bottom of the barrel stuff like like lobster, lobster used to
1: not be fit to serve inmates on death row right yeah. and
2: now it's a delicacy isn't that so crazy that Same just blows ribs. my mind oh yeah you ribs
1: know. i think about that a lot too so anyway we figured we figured out how to cook them mm-hmm. Ugh, good stuff so on friday joe mowed the lawn because our lawn really needed a haircut and while he was doing that i put the kids in the van So I could help pick up the last of the things from mom and Larry's house. And then Lily was very unhappy with me because we were leaving grandma's house, but she wasn't allowed to get out of the van. So she screamed slash cried most of the ride back to our house because I had to drop off like mom's laptop and she put chocolate in one of the boxes. So I had to put that box in the basement too. (laughs) And so Lily was unhappy because she still had to remain in the van. But then we went to the library. So it went from the worst day ever to the best day ever. Very quickly because we learned that the library nearest our house in their little kids section, they have a tiny toddler sized couch and a tiny toddler sized chair with a toddler sized coffee table. So we
4: that's fantastic.
1: Lily held my hand while we walked through the library to get to the children's section and then she saw the little couch and she, of course, had a baby doll with her because that's where we are in life now. And she sat down on the little, like she got a little excited. She sat down on the little couch and set her little, her set her doll on the coffee table and was like, oh, this is great. And so I handed her a little workbook page with a pencil so she could color. And she's like, this is the best. And there was a little bookshelf to the left of the couch. So she picked up a book and she handed it to me. And so I read it to her. And I was like, okay, do you wanna keep coloring? And she was like, Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this as she colored. And then she patted the carpet next to her next to the coffee table and said, Sit, sit. <laughs> so that meant I had to go grab a book and read her another book. So I read her four or five books at the library before I finally said, Okay, we have to go home. Baby brother needs to eat, you need to eat, everybody needs a diaper change. She has amazing
2: leadership skills. She does. Because because you're not supposed to say bossy. <laughs> right. Yeah, she is.
0: <laughs> when it comes to books, she's really bossy. <laughs> uh, no, Joe. She, has she wonderful, is a
2: great leader. She has great leadership skills. I think there's another word for it too. She's but not bossy. She's the boss. She's assertive. She's very assertive. She's very oh, assertive. Okay. It's more positive than bossy.
0: And then when you guys left, the librarians lined up at the door and chanted, "One of us. One of us." <laughs>
1: i mean oh essentially gosh. so there were cause there, <laughs> <was running. laughs> there were two or three librarians at the front desk and there was another librarian shelving books near the exit door and as they're walking out and lily's i mean she, to us she sounds unhappy to other people they're probably like yeah it's a toddler whatever because our kids sound unhappy the way most toddlers just kind of exist and it's a weird way to put it. I, I don't know how else to put it. So, like, say goodbye to the library, and she said bye-bye, which was great for her because sometimes it's, like, five minutes later that she's finally like, bye-bye, and we're like, they're already gone. They left. like, <laughs> focus. I missed your mark. Focus. And, like, two out of the librarians were like, bye, and Lily was like, oh, somebody said bye-back. And the, the librarian was like, wasn't that cool? The, libra- the library said bye-back to you. And she's like, bye-bye. And then another librarian was like, bye. And I was like, say thank you. And then once we finally made it out the doors and they closed, she was like, thank you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> we're back to the super delayed response to things, <laughs> but that's fine. And then soon after Lily went down for a nap, our household of six turned into a household of eight. Because Mom and Larry pulled in with all their stuff.
0: And you're counting the dogs and that.
1: <laughs> I am counting the dogs because they take up space. Clara is currently stretched out on the couch and taking the space of like one and a half people. (laughs) Our dogs exist.
0: If she had her way, though, she would be sitting on our lap.
1: Well, yeah, and then Zoe would live inside the fridge and eat all of our food. We have to teach the dogs control. (laughs) So because they had finally closed on their house and they had just taken this big check of money to the bank because they still have to pay for their new house. We went out to dinner to celebrate and we took them to Taft's Bruporium, which they had never been to before and is now one of Lily's favorite places to go because she got to see a train up close.
0: Well, two trains.
1: Yeah, so one train was far away and then one train was super close because it's Friday. It was Friday night. There aren't a ton of trains going, coming and going because people want the weekend off. But the kids made it through dinner. Lily actually ate some pizza. She liked the garlic knots this time because it's like, Whatever she liked last time is not what she likes this time. And then we went out to Graders because that's what Cincinnatians do to celebrate things—they go get Graders ice cream. At least that's what we do. I mean, I'll take any excuse for cake and ice cream, though.
0: Stephen and Hillary wouldn't wouldn't understand.
2: <laughs>
1: They're hey, not, from we like, you're not
0: from Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that means I can't like Graders. You can't. You can't like Graders. You're not from Cincinnati. The
1: chocolate <laughs> chips are too big. <laughs> you're you're know, you can't handle the you chocolate. Know. Yeah, it's made with good chocolate, not that plastic stuff. So, Saturday morning, I made breakfast for everybody. We had waffles and pancakes. No, my goodness. We had pancakes and bacon. (laughs) I was like, waffles and pancakes. They got serious about those (laughs) carbs. I get it. (laughs) Waffles, pancakes, (laughs) crepes, ice cream. French toast. 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 Bacon, bacon,
2: pancakes. Cinnamon rolls.
1: (laughs) I really debated putting (laughs) the bacon into the pancakes, but then decided that that would be too much work Mm. and would set expectations too high for (laughs) their stay here. True. So instead, I cooked one of the like five or six packets of bacon that were in our freezer because we had two or three packets of bacon in no our freezer. we did I don't. Yes. What? They're doing we the have we bacon up We should here. more bacon in the freezer. And mm-hmm. then hey,
4: we now have one pack of bacon we in our freezer. We have
1: one pack. Well, yeah, and then s- Larry brought over two and a half packs of bacon and we whoa, have. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: How do you have a half a pack
4: of bacon? Who is able to stop themselves at half a pack of bacon? So
1: what you do is you cut the bacon in half in the pack, and then yep. you wrap the pack. No, so you I stick half the pack in the freezer. I get You're only physically cooking half of it, I which is how you do the self-control. No. Caroline is what?
2: explaining half a pack of bacon to you like I explained Instagram to Joe no. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Very Sassily. <laughs> <laughs> this is not something that I would
1: do, but it's something that Larry this did, is, and now I have to deal with consequences. This is a very
4: foreign concept to, to <laughs> me.
1: Stephen
2: always cooks all the bacon. All There's the never bacon. any partial bacon left no. in the fridge ever. Yeah.
4: Two people, one whole pack of bacon.
1: Yeah, and so, in it, but then in addition to those like five to six or seven packs of bacon that we have in our freezer, we also have like two or three packs of breakfast sausage. Nice. We, we do do breakfast here. Doo-doo. So, <laughs>
0: Where did we get all that sausage from?
1: Um, the last time we went to the grocery store, I picked up a packet of breakfast sausage because I had a coupon in my hand. And then you went off to get some things. And when you came back with the things, you also had breakfast sausage in your hand. And I said, hey, I already grabbed some because I had a coupon. And you said, great. Now we have two. <laughs> And put it in the cart with the other pack. Okay, but that's nice. two. And I'm pretty sure we already had a pack in the freezer. Mm. I was buying mine because we had a coupon that was going to expire soon.
4: You yeah. know, if you need, we can take some of that sausage and/or bacon off your hands.
1: I have to cook breakfast for five people now. <laughs> We're gonna use it. We're <laughs> just
2: gonna come over and make them cook us breakfast too, and they're not gonna even notice. We're and then you like can join us for our
1: house. Disney movie days. With yeah, Lily. apparently that we didn't know that you guys good. had. Movie yeah. mornings. Every Saturday. Yep. And wow. then... Throw the dogs in your backyard. Joe and myself way. had the best date day ever. We got a beer at Westside Brewing. We mm. went to Target. Well, t- okay, technically two bre- two beers. We got a beer each. No,
0: I was going to say we went grocery shopping.
1: Oh, yeah, we went... Grocery hey mom. The
4: air quotes is really, really good for all of our listeners here.
1: Yes. (laughs) Just one listener. You could probably (laughs) And she's literally right. I'm just sitting
2: right here, so I've already heard it, you know. She can see. I I can see what's going on. It's okay, I'm the only one.
1: (laughs) So we were we went we told mom we're gonna go to the grocery store. So we went to West Side to get a beer and then we did a Target run so we could buy them a new TV. Because we need a TV for them in the basement, and then we went and actually went grocery shopping, <laughs> and I got Starbucks, which meant I had a beer, and then I had Starbucks, and then I got really loopy. So that was fun. We did something fun today. What we'll share didn't? one thing from our week before your week's over. You already shared from your week. You went to Aruba. We did so. go to Aruba.
2: No, but was, but we came back. We came from back from Aruba. Aruba, so we did go to work and had a blah week after we came home from Aruba. But today. We decided to visit um, Hard Rock Cafe in Cincinnati that just opened up because Steven's a huge hard rock person. So we're talking about international travel today in the podcast, and Steven has been literally everywhere. So he's got a million hard rock t-shirts, and he bought a pin, and we got to have yummy delicious food, salmon, and I had salmon, and he had a burger. It was very tasty. And we listened to music videos. Do you listen but to
1: music videos or watch music videos? We watched videos? them,
2: but I, I feel like I listened more. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as loud as most hard rocks. It was kind yeah, of because it was, because it was in the casino. Yeah, it was probably the
4: quietest hard rock cafe I've ever been in. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing.
1: Maybe you can convince us to go. We'll that take was, you. Yeah, I'll okay. we'll have to go sometime. Over-priced we can do burgers. some... We can do some <laughs> light gambling also if we would like. Light gambling. <laughs> can I bring Lily to play the slots for me? She's my lucky charm. Do, do you, you <laughs> have a fake ID for her? <laughs> you
2: have to be twenty one to get into the casino or even go to Hard Rock Cafe because it's right in the casino. I really? D- yep. yep. Are I didn't you get sure? Card. Yep. He checked.
0: There's a carpet.
4: You
1: so stay
2: on the carpet.
1: Right? Nope. We went to the Hard Rock. They card
4: rock you as soon as you walk in.
1: Yep. Whoa. So we went to the Hard Rock Cafe in Fort Lauderdale back. This was probably our first trip to my grandpa's condo. So that was like 2010 or 2000. Yeah, it was like 2010 because we hadn't been dating for super long. And we made sure that we were actually be allowed to get in because he wasn't even 21 yet. And they said as long as you stay along the carpet, yeah, you can get into the Hard Rock.
4: It's yeah, it's not a Hard Rock specific thing. I I think it's It's probably casino just specific. something with the casino. Yeah.
1: So that brings us to now. Mm -hmm. Steven and Hillary made meatloaf. I made veggies. We had graters ice cream for dessert. And Mm. cookies. And cookies. Very yum. And now we're recording this podcast.
0: So now it's time for what's bugging Caroline in children's TV. Caroline, what is bugging you?
1: So, I got some unpopular opinion versus everyone else at this table, apparently. Yep. So, for the first time ever today, Mm
0: -hmm. I watched... For the first time in In forever. (laughs) forever.
1: (laughs) Okay, Lily. No, she sings Let It Go. Y'all picked the wrong (laughs) song. So, for the first time ever, I watched The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, which was a straight to VHS movie, and I totally understand why.
0: (laughs) Whoa, 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 wow. whoa. Highest Back quality. up a little <laughs> bit.
1: So, the t- the
0: Aladdin sequel. had two sequels, and both of them were good quality. Disney just did sequels in VHS. Toy Story 2 is supposed to be on VHS.
1: So I'm going to preface this with the fact that Lily has not seen The Lion King yet. She has listened to a bunch of songs from Lion King, but she has not seen Lion King yet because and virtually direct quote from joe i don't want her to see this broken body lying on the ground because it could be traumatizing.
0: I thought you didn't like The Lion King.
1: I am not a super huge fan of The Lion King. What? But it's a good is movie. Happening. Are you
2: even a 90s
1: baby if you can't love The Lion King? So Joe said that and said we'll watch Lion King too. So my thought was, okay, no one dies in this movie. There isn't anything that could be like considered traumatizing. And of course, like I'm watching Lily and I'm doing other things while the movie's going on. So I don't I'm like I'm not totally focused on Lion King 2, so I'm not, like, totally writing it off.
2: But Does she even watch it, or does she just play? She
1: watches for a while, and then she'll go do something, and yeah. then she'll come back to it. She was fine. She, she was <laughs> fine. She was fine. But the one point that I'm, like, actually watching the movie... Simba is running up these loose logs to try to get away from the other lion pride that's trying to kill him. And the son of the mom, who's just like a total witch the whole movie.
2: Is more evil than Scar. She's way more evil than
1: Scar and she's way more messed up than Scar. Traumatized the crap out of her children, but we're not even going to get into that today. So her son is all like her oldest son is like, hmm. Not sure I want to be a part of this. Like, I'm totally questioning my whole identity. And her younger son is like, I'm going to get him for you, Mom. Because I'm going to make you happy and proud. And starts running after these loose logs behind Simba. And then, of course, the logs start falling and crush him multiple times. And then he falls to the bottom of this ravine and is crushed by some more logs. And is arguably more... more uh <laughs> traumatic than the yeah, first he's like 95 <laughs> of the way dead by the time his mom comes up to him and he's like i did it for you mom aren't you proud of me i tried and then he dies and i'm like what is this i
2: would not have that would not have <laughs> computed with me like i would not have remembered that you're right as far as like you're right that was probably more traumatic than the first oh. lion king why does there have to be so much death in these <laughs> movies I, I don't understand like it's i get Disney how it's like yeah I actually I don't
1: even think that it's needed. We all turned out fine. I mean, <laughs> we did. Ish. But
0: Well remember the guest on beast fight scene?
1: I yeah, I mean that mm-hmm. can get crazy at times too. So Joe, I notice you have an adult beverage in front of you. <laughs> what are you drinking as you try to compose yourself? <laughs>
0: I am drinking, and you are drinking as well, Lime Sherbert Milkshake IPA.
1: Yes, yeah, by Brink Brewing Company. I picked this up in a crowler last weekend. So
0: yummy. Two weekends ago. So it's July 4th. It
1: said with tangerine. Yeah, so it's a Lime Sherbert Milkshake Style IPA with tangerine. And really, the name is pronounced Lime Sherbert.
2: Mm, that makes more sense now. <laughs> Both Joe and I did not read that correctly. <laughs> lime Sherbert.
1: Bert? <laughs> sure, Bert. That doesn't seem right. Because it's a question and then a statement. Yes. Where you are addressing sure, a guy named Bert. Okay, Ernie.
0: So cheers to the weekend and Lord help us in the week ahead because starting tomorrow, we are going to have to do it all over again. More crazy adventures are ahead and we will make sure to share them with you each week right here on the Craft Parenting Podcast. <laughs>
1: We're going to do a very condensed history of our international travels, so you can kind of get a, yes, we have done this before. We at least kind of know what we're talking about, and then we'll get into some more specialized things, and we'll probably get off the rails again, and Joe's (laughs) going to be like, it's going to take me 50 hours to edit this. So Joe, why don't you start us off?
0: So I've been to Europe, including, but not limited to, Germany, Austria, Hungary, Serbia and Croatia. You said Romania. That was false. Fake
1: news. Oh, your parents are the ones that went to Romania. Yes. My bad. I have never been to Romania.
0: But I have been to Serbia and Croatia, which back in the day used to be Yugoslavia. Um, I've been to Canada. And then I've been to Scotland, England, and France with Caroline.
1: So I have been to Canada a few times before and after you needed a passport to do so. Mexico, and my international trip with Joe where we went to Scotland, England, and France.
4: If Hillary's to be believed, I've been literally everywhere.
1: Uh, only continent you haven't been on is Antarctica, right? Or have you not been to Australia? I have not
4: been to Australia either, but I've been around Europe, been to Ecuador and South America, Mexico. I've not been to Canada been to egypt been to india indonesia all sorts of places in the caribbean
2: so stephen has gotten to travel a lot before we got together because his mom really found a love for traveling and
1: stephen is her favorite child yeah. we're just putting that on the record right now stephen is her favorite <laughs> child and he's really
2: the only out of his four brothers the only one that wanted to like skip school and go places which is hilarious to me wait but you
0: got to skip school
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Middle of school year, his mom would say, "Get your homework done," and he gets homework done, and they go on like two week adventures all around the world. And she would do her.
0: And Your brothers did not want to do. That. Nope. Nope. They, and she they wanted, wanted to stay do home. his.
2: She would do her continuing education credits for nurse nephesis, right? Yep. Which is really cool. And then she, they would like stay in hostels, and she packs really, really light because he got to travel everywhere. He has been my personal travel agent when we <laughs> got married, and he, I have gotten to go a whole lot of places because growing up, I never got to travel anywhere. So I was really wanting to go travel around, and Stephen is awesome and wants to travel to the same places he's been, so, um, <laughs> which is awesome. So we got to go to—so I have been internationally, various Caribbean and Central American countries, Jamaica, Cayman Islands, Honduras, Belize, the Bahamas. I've been to Mexico. We did a Europe trip after my graduate program, Ireland, Great Britain, France, and Spain, which was amazing. And then we did India with a family that his mother, my mother-in-law, knew from work. We did Iceland with a group of friends. We did Indonesia with my sister and my brother in law. And then most recently we went to Aruba and got to stay in a house with some friends of ours that we board game with. And they have they own a house now in Aruba and will be renting it out soon. So we'll be on Airbnb soon, hopefully. And that's been that was really, really neat.
1: So so Joe, I feel like I have to come clean clean with you about some things. Uh oh. So back in first grade I Totally ditched a week of school to go to Florida to nice. stay with my grandpa and then go to Disney World. Nice. So I have so also you've been... done that. So, what do you mean? Like,
4: she, we Joe said, was exasperated that I had missed school to travel Oh, Carolina. Okay. I, was
2: like, I, I was like, what do you mean? Totally you, told did this is, you didn't tell him that you've been to Disney World before? You no, li- no. I thought there was like, a huge <laughs> lie that was coming out
1: right now. Like School was skipped. Like, I remember. Oh sitting at I don't even know why like I set up like a little stool like a step stool and like I sat at it like it was a desk oh my gosh I mean grown-up Caroline is weird tiny Caroline was also very weird (laughs) (laughs) so at least she admits it she is not in Uh, denial like I recall like sitting at the stool doing schoolwork in my grandpa's condo because I couldn't Go to Disney until I finished my schoolwork. Nice.
2: In comparison, my family's vacations were typically like, "Let's take a tour of the KitchenAid factory, <laughs> and then go buy a KitchenAid." No, but we we did go out west, and we went to Florida once. That was like our big trips, but yeah, so we didn't do international travel like Stephen.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so like my family was, we would go to Disney World. We would go to various state parks. We like we went to Gatlinburg a few times before that was like the super cool thing to do. We toured the Esther Price factory. Mm. That was fun because you got all the sounds cool. Yeah. All of the screwed up chocolates they give out as free samples in the showroom. Nice. So like I would just keep going up and getting more free samples until my mom was like, you really should probably only have like two of those. And I'm like, They're not stopping me. And this is like (laughs) little eight or nine-year-old Caroline. That tracks. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I got to ride with my dad in the milk truck when he was hauling milk. And we got to take a tour of Trough Dairy. And that was really fun because we got to have free ice cream. So uh, tours can be really fun. So Tours of places.
0: The reason why I was questioning that, I guess, is because I remember when I was in grade school that the principal gave my mom a hard time because she wanted me to miss one day of school because i take your child to work day and she was very i'm taking my sons to take your child to work day because they need to see what i do and how a business works and stuff that's educational your, your school
4: just had a terrible
0: principal then
1: well so part of that might have been she was looking for at your attendance record and she wanted to make sure it was a dude no, no no i'm saying your mom wanted to make sure that it was counted as, like, an excused absence or didn't count against you towards, like, if you got sick later on in the year. Like, oh, now Joey's missed, like, 15 days of school. Really, you can only miss 12. No, I never missed.
2: But Joe was saying that the principal made a big deal about it, right? Yeah. No,
0: he. it wasn't just he targeted us. It was, you're not allowed to take your child out because of take your child to work day
1: which is stupid. Yeah, that's but, ridiculous. so like I didn't have perfect attendance that year.
4: I never had perfect attendance. Yeah, yes. our school <laughs> never, <laughs> our school didn't
0: encourage uh, that.
1: The experience Stephen got traveling,
2: like I can't imagine. Like he can he can plan our trips now. And We'll talk about that in a second, but like he has so much experience being able to like plan trips and just travel skills that I'm like that that was worth it to miss school. Like yeah, you we know, learned mean, a lot. Got, you got I got your work all my
4: done. school work done and yeah,
1: like I don't remember all of the trips, but like we went to Gettysburg. We went to Washington, D.C. While Joe and myself could potentially plan a trip ourselves and handle everything ourselves, we chose to go through a travel agent for our international trip. And that was for a few reasons because we're going to start to get into planning your trip. So we chose to use a travel agent because we really liked her when we were planning our honeymoon. And she could do a lot of like pick and choose, giving us advice on these are things that you want to do. These are things that would be nice to do. These are things that, yeah, you're probably good to avoid. Just like don't do them at all. Like she also gave us the added benefit of all of the places that we were going were places that she had been. She wasn't necessarily, she didn't necessarily do all of the activities that we were planning on doing. But she could say, okay, when you get to the airport in Edinburgh, instead of me having you use public transportation to get to your hotel, I'm going to have a car pick you up to take you to your hotel. So you don't have to worry about where all your bags are going to be and how you're going to get around with stuff. And then, of course, when everything hit the fan and we didn't get to land in Edinburgh because we didn't get to leave out of JFK because the weather was a mess. She was able to work on her end to get us seats on our flight that was now leaving from Atlanta to go to London versus just, well, once you get to the gate, you'll pick your seats because we couldn't pick our seats in the Columbus airport.
0: You were difficult clients i guess <laughs> how, no, not because of us but because of all of our issues yeah so how
1: many
2: weeks did you guys travel in europe because we did a similar trip i feel like we did some similar places on our europe trip
1: yeah so we did two weeks in europe and we had originally talked about doing london paris and munich as our three big cities and she talked us out of doing that she said pick Cities that are closer together because you're ultimately going to lose a day like a really, really good day traveling from Paris to Munich, because even if you take a plane, if you take a train, that's just going to be like a whole day where you're not going to be able to do anything other than hurry up and wait.
4: That's why night trains are the best.
2: Yeah, night train was amazing. That was like on my bucket list too. Like we did a night train Mm -hmm. between France and...
4: Paris and Barcelona.
2: Yeah, Paris and Barcelona. And besides the two individuals that we couldn't communicate with well (laughs) that were sleeping on the lower bunks, it was amazing because it just rocked you right to sleep. And I loved the night train. Like it was that... I would recommend that to anyone. If you can take a night train do that and then like you said with like keeping things close Mm -hmm. because i wasn't familiar with planning a trip steven was planning our trip i said can we go to germany because i thought germany would be a really cool place and we did a three-week trip We ended up doing Ireland, England, or Ireland, Great Britain, France, and Spain. We couldn't really get over to Germany or get over to Italy, right? It wasn't going to make sense to do it that way. So we did it it the way we did, and I loved... I wasn't sure I was going to like Spain as much as I did, and Spain was my favorite stop. So I would say really quickly, because we planned our own trip, that is only possible (laughs) to plan it on the fly and do your own trip if you have really good phone coverage. Like, Mm -hmm. I would not recommend it without the phone coverage we had, because we could every night... And we didn't write this in our in our <laughs> information here, but every night we could plan on which hostel we were going to stay in that night. Yeah. So we didn't plan any of our sleeping places until we got there that night, which I'm sure would stress a lot of people out if they've not. You know, He's done hostels before. Mm-hmm. So I had all the faith in the world. And on your phone, you could just say hostel nearest me and they would send you. It would send you like three different places and it was like $15 a night or something like that. And yeah. we were only going to those places to sleep, shower and be done yeah, and go on to the next thing. So that's why I would say I always tell people like you can plan your own trip and you can do the hostel thing. But I would say make sure you have good phone reception, like phone coverage. Yeah. We had a T and no, no, we T-Mobile. had T-Mobile. Not sponsored. Not sponsor. <laughs> 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 and so that's a, so we, we said here in ours. We were like, where to begin with all the things that you have to think about with a trip? Like, where to start? Have you found someone to watch your pets? Now, like, mow your lawn. Have you stopped your mail? Made copies copies of of travel travel documents. documents.
4: Notified (laughs) your credit card company.
2: And checked and see if they have foreign transaction fees. So there's a whole lot of things to check in on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and like, we got... So we handle things a little bit differently than you guys do, too, where we just have somebody live at our house and we say, here... You live here now. <laughs> You're going to take care of our dogs. You're going to take care of the house. This is your home. Just because it's way easier on our dogs to do stuff like that. And usually it's way easier on the people watching our dogs. Because like our friend stayed at our house for two weeks when he was living in an apartment. So he was like, oh, sweet. I have my own laundry room downstairs. I can do laundry whenever I want. I've got a little bit more space to stretch out. Nobody wants both of our dogs at the same time. I don't recommend two Border
2: Collies unless you live with them constantly. (laughs) So we have to separate our dogs. Like, don't have to, but I think it's less stressful on everybody. And then our family lives in Dayton, Ohio. So we're not able to, like, easily have someone stay at our house. We just hang
1: out at your house for you. We don't
2: Mm -hmm. put, yeah, we don't put, we, I do like that, like, you guys can maybe check in on our house and stuff, but we don't usually have someone at the house. So we actually, it annoyed our friends in Aruba (laughs) because we didn't post any pictures. Like we didn't want to mm-hmm. post any pictures on Facebook while we were on vacation. And trust. I just also want to enjoy I mean, the vacation. Either way,
1: Like it's kind of nice to just be like here, like the people that need to know, know that I'm not home. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Otherwise it's like, I don't have to worry about like, Oh, uncle John wants to know where I am today. And like, I really don't want to have to text you or get some call. That's going to charge me a buku load of money. Cause I'm international right now. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, as like I said, luckily we could, we could call on Wi-Fi if we wanted to, mm-hmm. but we could t- always text and post if we wanted to or whatever. But it was night. We never post our pictures. We just made it a rule, of like when we're on vacation, not to post until we get back from vacation. And I think that's been a really good rule, just to like help enjoy the vacation too, not have to like sit there and be like, I'm on Facebook. I got to post my pictures from vacation. And yeah. I don't know. But well,
1: yeah. yeah, so we got super lucky when we were starting to plan our trip. I got a notification from my credit card company, hey that credit card that you have now we've added this new service to it where there are no fees for for currency conversions Mm -hmm. and there's no fee for international transactions yeah Mm -hmm. so i was like okay sweet we're just gonna use my credit card the entire time and like now we don't have to pay fees for anything and all of
2: our cards are like that right steven my two cards and your two
4: I have one card that charges foreign transaction fees.
1: So it's it's more common now, but if you yeah. don't have a card that does that, you can potentially look into getting one. You also need to make sure that your passport is good. The general rule of thumb is if your passport expires within 6 months of your travel plans, you want to get it renewed because some countries will not let you travel with that passport because they're afraid that it's going to expire while you are out of country. So it can be like, "Hey, I got to the airport and TSA like, oh, sorry, you're kind of stuck here because or some border agent can say that as well because oh hey I don't want you to say oh well my passport's good I'm only gonna be here for two weeks and it's like oh no you're actually gonna hang out here for six months and now your passport's expired and we got to go through all this other stuff
2: if you get married and you change your name <laughs> make sure you take the right passport with you because we kept my my passport I just gotten a passport with my maiden name mm-hmm. I changed it before we went on our cruise
4: so you had your maiden name for our honeymoon yeah. on your passport. And then when we took a trip the following year, you had changed your name and gotten a new passport. But we had accidentally grabbed the wrong passport.
2: So my mom had to run my pass, or had to copy, had to figure out technology. She had to go all the way to Cincinnati, copy my passport, send it to me. And then we were able to get on the boat.
1: So even with that, too, the other... Th- and I don't know if you guys have done this. I know we have done it in the past, though now we don't have access to a copier. They recommend... And we've done this. You make copies of your credit card, your driver's license and your passport. So you have a paper version of your actual documentation. So if you lose your documentation, you can still go to an embassy and be like, here, I have this copy of this thing that says that I say I am Mm -hmm. like, here's my social security number. Please help me. And they will.
2: He gives copies of it to whoever's watching our dog, which is usually family. And then we keep copies of it on our person, too. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because then if you like lose your credit card, you have the number on the back of your credit card that you can now call because, oh, hey, I need you to cancel this right now because I don't want somebody taking it to the international version of Walmart where they're going to try to spend six thousand dollars on new TVs and clothes and stuff. Um, And then when you're filling out your passport application, make sure you fill out your social security number. And then make sure that you sign it.
4: Are you speaking from experience?
1: So, yes. (laughs) But I had printed out our passport applications and I had filled out Joe's passport application, but not his social security number because I was like 75% sure on what his social was, but I wasn't 100% sure. So I didn't want to write it down. And I think I just handed it to him and I said, here, sign this. And I totally forgot to tell him to put his social security number on it.
0: That was probably my fault then.
1: It probably was. (laughs) And then I had filled out my passport application, but I didn't sign it. Because I said, oh, I'll just sign. Because I didn't want to like sign it and then lose it. So I said, oh, I'll just sign it right before I mail it in (sighs) after Joe signs his. So I'm not forging my husband's signature. And then I didn't do that. So I got his passport application back, which like I had to like, I think I might have had to like email them a copy of a social security card or something like that. His was a lot easier to fix than mine mm. because they actually mailed my application back. Jeez. I had to sign it and then mail it to them, but it went through some like express line at that point. And Was this for your Europe trip? This was for our Europe trip. Oh, man. Because I, I had it. A, I had a passport, but it had my maiden name on it. Okay. So I needed one with my married name on it.
0: Yeah. We started this process in January.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Changing your name is difficult, everyone. Worth it if you want to do that, but difficult. <laughs> So,
1: but our story isn't as bad as Joe's parents. So Joe's parents had gone to Europe like four years prior to their most recent trip, which was still ages ago. And so they said, OK, our passports are up to date. So they so they were planning a trip to Europe and four years prior they had been to Europe. So they said, OK, our passports should be up to date. We'll go give them a look, see closer to our trip to make sure or wait like. His Joe's dad had a passport, and Joe's mom had a passport, but they had gotten them at different times. My
0: dad went to Germany for work in like 2000, and then they went to Germany in 2007.
1: Yeah, so in 2007, Judy got a passport, but Joe had his passport, so he didn't have to get a passport. And they're good for 10 years. They're good for, yeah. And so then they were going to Cancun for their 25th wedding anniversary. That's what it was. It was for their wedding anniversary, which is in Mexico. And so Judy said, okay. I know my passport is good and your passport should also be good because we just went on this trip. But we'll double check. Uh, There was some kind of miscommunication. So things were not checked because they thought the Mm. other person had done it. And about a month before their trip, they pull out their passports and, Mm. oh, hey, Joe, your passport expired three years ago. Oh, my gosh. But you can... Pay the TSA a bunch of extra money, and they will expedite your passport. So thanks to the job that Judy has, she was able to super expedite that process. And they managed to get his passport in hand on time for their trip, but only barely. And it cost them a bunch of money. Yeah. So save your money.
4: That's not a stressor you want to have right before trying to go on a relaxing vacation.
1: So... Figure out your passports. Make sure that everyone has a passport with their proper name on it and it doesn't expire within six months of your trip. Don't be like the stories that we just said. (laughs) You want to start planning this trip months in advance of when you want to go because your passport application, if you don't have one, is going to take time to process. Make sure you get the right passport. So There's a passport and there's a passport card. The passport card is only good if you're driving. so That's only good for driving border crossings between the U.S. and Canada and U.S. and Mexico. It can't get you any further than Mexico. If you want to fly anywhere, you need a legitimate passport. So don't think, oh, I'm going to save money and get a passport card you could end up screwing yourself over in the future just go with a straight passport you want to make sure that you have places to stay so if you're going to plan something in advance you have hotels to stay at that are going to have availability and you want to be aware if you're planning your trip around any big festivals so when we first started planning our trip we were going to go edinburgh to london to paris and our travel agent noticed with our flights we were flying from Cincinnati to LaGuardia and then from JFK to Edinburgh so like originally our flight said Columbus to New York New York to Edinburgh so she was like okay that's fine and then she was like oh wait you're flying into one airport and you're leaving through another airport and she said well this is not good We still have time to change your flights and all your plans, though, because we were still months away from actually leaving. So, she said, you have two options. You can fly out of Columbus... And then you can go Columbus to JFK and then JFK to Edinburgh. Or we can completely flip-flop your trip. So that layover, you could still fly into Cincinnati but you would be going from JFK to LaGuardia but that would be on the end of your trip so if you don't make your flight, you're not as peeved off about it because you're not now missing a day or two in Europe.
2: You didn't say why it wasn't good.
1: Oh, so LaGuardia and JFK are in the same city. They're both in New York, New York City but they're on almost opposite sides of the city.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. So
1: trying to So there is a shuttle that goes from LaGuardia to JFK. But you need plenty
4: of time for it.
1: Yeah, you need enough time. And she wasn't happy with the difference between the flights to say, okay, I'm okay with doing this for you. So she said, we can either fly out of Columbus and then you'll be going JFK to JFK, which I had navigated JFK before. So I was totally fine with that. It's huge, but it's not as bad to deal with. Or because there's a direct flight from Cincinnati to Paris, you can go Cincinnati to Paris and then do Paris, London, and Edinburgh. And oh, this might be cool. Your first day in Paris is the last day of the Tour de France. And we said, no, we don't want to have to deal with that. We don't have to worry about road closures. We don't have to worry about anything being shut down because the possibility of the tour coming near it. Let's see if we can get a ride to Columbus. And we were able to get a ride to Columbus. So we're going to keep our travel itinerary the way it was. And it ended up being good that we did that because while we were, we, we almost thought we might get screwed in Edinburgh as well. But while we were in Edinburgh, We were told, oh, Trump might come here to go golfing because at the time he was our president because he's about to go to Paris to meet with their president. Wow. Hmm. And they shut down the Eiffel Tower for a day. Oh, no. Or at least they were planning on shutting down the Eiffel Tower for the day. Right. Because they were both going to have dinner at the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Wow. So if we would have kept our plans... We might have gotten basically screwed out of a day in paris
2: yeah and yeah a chance to see between the
1: two different presidential motorcades and not being able to potentially go see the tower that day
0: i mean not that we would have had a car i mean we didn't we didn't have a car
1: no but getting around the city could have been harder and we Mm -hmm. barely knew french to begin with we were on the metro or their like subway that's more like a bus their cars were really weird (laughs) on their subway system And we're in this tunnel. We're at the end of the line, turning around to go the other direction. Because for some reason, for some reason, it made sense to do that. And the train just stops. And then all the power goes out.
0: And then they talk French at a million
1: miles an hour. Well, no, they talk French through a very muffled speaker. So it sounds basically like the school teacher from Charlie Brown. And we just look at each other and we're like, what? is going on what did they say i didn't understand any of those words to possibly put them into google translate and the guy sitting like two rows in front of us looks at us and says oh yeah they just said that the train ran out of energy it does that sometimes it's fine we'll get going soon jeez and we're like, the train ran out of energy. What is going on? But then by, the, like, it was wasn't a great way to explain it <laughs> to put he you in a, a piece of. He had line. a French yeah.
0: accent, and he was trying to explain it to us. I don't know if he used the right words. That it probably literally meant energy, but probably translate to something better. Like yeah. if you were to, mm. you know, sometimes that happens.
1: So then the train got going again, and we were fine with it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, that was interesting. So yeah, so you want to kind of make sure that you are aware of big festivals or events are happening in the city. Some people might want to go to Munich during Oktoberfest. Other people might not. I would be intrigued to go to Munich during Oktoberfest, but I also don't necessarily think that that would be like top 10 on my list of times to go to Munich because now you have tons and tons of drunk people there. And do I want to deal with that? Do you want to deal with that? i don't know you might want to go whereas i don't no thank you (laughs) (laughs) the other big thing is decide how long you're going to be able to leave
2: i just like this because i think three we did three weeks for europe and that was considered a long trip for us right like most most americans would say that's a long trip and everywhere we went in europe everyone said how long are you here in europe and we'd say three weeks and they'd all say oh such a short trip because oh, sure. they're and all
4: there. Europeans or Australians where it's normal to take one, two month holidays. Yeah. and
0: People in Great Britain, they take an entire the entire month of August off. Yeah. They all go to France.
1: That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So if you can only take two weeks off, maybe going like Paris, Munich, and Amsterdam would not be a great idea because you're going to lose a day of travel trying to get between those three different places maybe you want to stay a little bit closer so your 14 day trip which really is more like 12 days when you take into account the day flying there and the day flying back Mm -hmm. then turns to nine days when you have to account for the travel between the cities
2: and i would say if you're able to travel midweek that tends to bring traffic and price down
1: yeah so if you can go from a wednesday to a wednesday you could possibly walk your days at work a bit to make it more like three weeks than two weeks but either way do what you can
0: yeah and it does come down to personal preference but my recommendation is always I would I wouldn't bother if it's if you go international especially to Europe when there's a big time difference I wouldn't even bother going if you can only take a week at a time mm-hmm. just because of the air the two days at the end when you have to fly to and from and then the jet lag it can be kind of rough especially if you're not used to it so i always recommend maybe like if you can if you can do it two and a half weeks is usually the sweet spot you guys did three weeks yeah
4: three weeks was three, good
2: three weeks and every american that we encountered that was also on a longer trip was either between jobs. Didn't have a job yet. <laughs> 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 one of one of these different choices. And um I would say that our the only time I've ever had jet lag, like what I would consider true jet lag, was Bali. And that's because that trip took us thirty hours. Thirty to get hours from, of travel time. To get from the United States to Bali because of the the layovers in between. And we had, we literally had sleep for dinner two nights in a row because we <laughs> were we so tired and it was, yeah. it was really rough. But I would say, you know, I would go to Bali again in a second if it was close. Bali is like the Mexico for Australians. So like the United States, people the United States a lot of times will go to Mexico because it's right there and it's tropical and whatever. Australians go right to Bali because it's right there. And so it's really, it's a long trip to get there, but it is worth it. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing that sometimes is hard to do is when you get off the plane and you get to your hotel or place that you're staying for the night, it might be 5 p.m. local time, but at this point it feels like it's like 9 p.m. for you. Don't take an hour nap and then say, okay, I'm going to get up and go to dinner because now you have totally just screwed yourself over. You want to just keep yourself up, go to dinner. Have an extra chocolate bar if it's going to give you that energy to make it so you can try (laughs) to go to sleep closer to 9 or 10 whenever a decent time would be for the local life to help you wake up at the right time the next morning as opposed to, oh, hey, I just had an hour nap. I'm wired. I'm up until 2 o'clock in the morning. And now I feel like crud the next day because I have not adjusted to this time zone properly. Well Stephen, always yeah. recommend you always recommend that too. Yeah. Staying if, awake.
4: If you're able if you're able to push through to go to bed at a normal time that first night and just get a good night's sleep that first night, that's that's always done a really good, really good job for me to not feel like I'm jet lagged after that. But that can vary from person to person though.
2: Three quick things because I, I wanted to mention it with flying because it made me think about it. When we d- went to Bali, that was the only time my legs swelled up because mm-hmm. it was so much flying. <laughs> so it's a long flight. 16-hour flight. Yeah, 16-hour flight. My my okay. ankles and legs did start to swell up. And they say, you know, you've got to be really careful with blood clots and things. So we take a baby aspirin every five hours. Four or every, to five hours. Yeah, baby aspirin every four to five hours.
0: Talk to your doctor.
2: Yep. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. Not your, medical advice.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: The, please do not come to this podcast for medical, <laughs> legal, or this like is tax advice. That's what we do. That's
2: what we do. Right. And then get up and walk frequently. Drink lots of lots of water. And then they're horrible. I did not enjoy them at all. But um, I didn't do it for Bali. But I did for Aruba recently. I'm wearing compression socks. So just in case, I don't know. I want to make sure that like there wasn't a lot of swelling again. But on yeah. short flights, I didn't have any swelling. So. If you're gonna go for a 16 hour flight, get up frequently, take a baby aspirin if the doctor recommends it, and stay get, get up and walk often. and Stay hydrated. So yep. that'd be my recommendation. Just making sure you guys hear those kind of tips for long flights.
1: Yeah, make sure you have like a comfy neck pillow if that's something that floats your boat. The longer your trip is, the more likely you're gonna need snacks. But also,
4: sorry, we're we're laughing in the neck pillow because later uh, in the
2: podcast I'm going to mention why I think their waist <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> they
1: they weren't great for me they i think they great for you or they don't they they don't work for me they probably work do, do you like neck pillows on flights
0: i just i can't sleep on flights. right i can't sleep on a flight well, so. either
1: <laughs> joe's also bigger than most airplane seats yeah. because he's six two six three that's gonna be rough so it's not fun. You can
2: always ask for, Stephen always asks for upgrades on things. And we, a lot of times, will get stuff. And I don't know if it's just lucky or what. But, like, we get, like, the aisle, the the exit, uh, row. exit row seats a lot of times. I and feel like
1: if you're nice about it and you're not, like, give me this thing because I'm important. Yeah. You know? You're like, hey, I was just wondering. Like
2: He usually gets us some kind of, like, upgrade. I mean, he knows he knows when to ask for upgrades. And a lot of times we'll get... We can get, like, little upgrades on things. And
1: so yep. I think that's been really nice. Yeah. After you have decided where you would like to go, do you need a visa to visit this place? Some countries need visas. Some countries don't. And then keep in mind, like, the European Union is still a thing. And England is no longer a part of the European Union. So that does change some things when traveling between those countries. Check if where you're going requires any vaccinations.
0: Clarify. It's not just England. It's all of Great Britain right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Ireland is not but ireland no ireland Ireland
4: is is its own country
1: yeah and northern ireland northern ireland is is part part of great
4: britain Britain.
2: okay and yeah so i i I said check and see if you need require any vaccinations we needed a visa for india right that was the only place that we needed an extra piece of documentation and then when we went to india we also needed required hepatitis and malaria medication was recommended but we didn't end up taking it because we didn't think we needed it for exactly where we were going So we ended up taking, we ended up just making sure that our clothes were treated with insecticide and we're careful around, you know, certain times of day.
4: To find out more about this, you know, ask your doctor. But a lot of times you can check the CDC website and they'll have up-to-date information on what vaccines are recommended or required especially helpful to check that website while COVID is still affecting travel we were originally going to go to Peru a couple months ago but whether vaccinated or not they were still requiring a 14-day quarantine
2: which cuts out your only two-week vacation yeah (laughs) Yeah. have
1: fun on your 14-day trip which is really 12 (laughs) days when you account for travel of the inside of your hotel room yeah Yeah. and it's not even your hotel room it's the government issued hotel room because you can't get to your hotel room yet exactly
2: and the The good thing about Aruba, which was really, really nice, was that vaccinated or not, they didn't require a quarantine, but you have to be tested. You have to be uh, COVID tested to come into the country mm-hmm. within three days of the...
4: Then 72 hours of your departing flight.
2: And then tested again before you go back to the United States. So I felt pretty safe. It's a very small island so I felt pretty like... I'm glad that they're kind of going through those measures and they're not making you do a quarantine. It's yeah. nice to be able to still internationally travel
1: without having to do a quarantine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So So when I went to Mexico, that was in middle school, and I did in fact get the hepatitis vaccine. But... Unlike most people that go to Mexico. Well, I'm not going to say most people. There's like two different routes that people take when they go to Mexico. There's the you stay in the all-inclusive resort and you stay in the resort. If you're doing something like that, odds of you needing a vaccination are probably pretty slim. I was on the mission trip side Mm. of things. So while we were staying on a compound that was secure and had clean water and we would bring clean water with us when we went on all of our different trips, we were still interacting with small children. We were eating food prepared at all of these various institutions. So definitely wanted to get the vaccine in that case versus not get it because who knows what we would have we could have possibly come in contact with just make sure that you're doing what's right for your trip and really if you're going to somewhere that is an all-inclusive resort where they say it's all-inclusive you don't need to leave the resort even if leaving the resort is an option you probably don't want to consider leaving the resort because yes, the resort and the block within the resort are pretty nice. But once you get past that security that is protecting that block around the resort, things might not necessarily be as nice.
2: Yes, and our friends that we traveled to Aruba with said that about Mexico. They were for sure like, be careful. But in Aruba, we drove everywhere. We walked everywhere. We, it was, that was really safe, which was nice. So like, if you go to Aruba... Just know that like it's safe to walk around places like we felt very you know secure in that way too. So because I because you know various places that we've been have been a little like unsure at mm-hmm. nighttime and and like you were talking about the water safety mm-hmm. like I want to talk about that later because it's there's been a lot of that in a lot of our trips and Aruba was different. I was surprised like we said oh were we allowed to drink the water and they were like it is very clean here. They take they and have they, some
4: of the cleanest drinking water in the world.
2: Yep. They filter it from the seawater and they do a really good job. So it was like sweet almost. It was really good.
1: Consider, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Consider how far apart the places are that you'd like to go to make sure you know how to get from A to B as far as like city to city. Would a river cruise potentially suit where you want to go?
2: We want to know where you're coming from with this question because we were like, that seems very random to us. It (laughs) is. And the reason why I
1: bring it up is because our friends did Europe when they were going to a wedding in Russia... They either started or ended their trip in Russia and they they were in Europe for a wedding specifically. I think they
0: started in Russia.
1: Yeah, I think they started in Russia and maybe the wedding was somewhere else. But what it was, was they started in Russia because they wanted to see St. Petersburg and a few other places. And then they hopped on a river cruise down the, I don't remember what river it was that they went down. It might have been the Rhine, but it might not have been. Because they wanted to hit multiple cities without having to worry about unpacking their bags. Which I'm like, oh, that does sound pretty cool. Your hotel room comes with you. You just hop off the boat and oh my goodness, I'm in another city. Mm. But it's a river cruise. It's not out in international waters where everything goes. Because I get kind of nervous about cruises. Because have you been you, on a cruise. I have not been on a oh, cruise. Oh, they're great, Caroline. They're pretty yeah. wonderful.
2: Now I think it would be a little scarier because of COVID. Well, like yeah, no, now, it's the, like the, oh. the COVID
1: cruises. I'm like, mm, this does not make me want to go on a cruise any yeah. more than I wanted to before. The cruises were thing.
2: amazing. Like, like you're right. Like you just yeah. have everything's with you, and yeah.
1: So like, I would especially if you're an older person, a river cruise would probably better suit you. But our friends are younger and their parents definitely act more younger than older as far as like partying it up. So their biggest problem was, well, you'd walk off the boat at nine o'clock in the morning and virtually nothing in the city is open. And then you have to be back on the boat at 9 p.m., which is when you want to like go have a few beers and hang out in the city Mm -hmm. for a bit and actually see the nightlife. So if you want to see a lot of places and like hit them really quick and mostly just see your touristy destinations like here's your church we can go up the steeple here's a museum here's some artwork that would probably better suit your needs but if you want to like kind of hang out in the city and be more leisurely maybe not so much. But our travel agent did bring it up as something that we could potentially do, like, if we wanted to go to Germany. And in those cases, maybe they would stay in the same city a few nights in a row. But, like, the whole idea of, like, bringing your hotel room with you is something that I'm a huge fan of because we we don't pack as light as you guys do, which we'll get into later. <laughs> yeah, But... No matter what, we always seem to leave something in a hotel room and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have forgotten this thing and now I have to go buy a replacement because I kind of really needed that. Yeah. So if you have if you have a large group, you have to you can get group rates on things. But then that also means that you need to pay more in advance. You'll have to plan transportation for a larger group of people, whether that means you're going to continue to use public transportation or maybe you need to consider renting a bus. Make sure that everyone has the information of everywhere you're going to go. So if all of the hotel rooms are in one person's name and that one person is not with the group, how else is everybody going to get in?
2: Yeah, well, that's and that's exactly what happened to us in Iceland. So it was like we want to make sure that everybody has the Airbnb info, info in case you're coming in from different places. So that was that was tricky for us. And that's why I just wanted to say mention that really quick. Make sure everyone has the
1: information yeah. for the place you're going to stay. And then get tickets for activities that you know you want to do in advance sometimes this kind of this could potentially kill your day in the future that you weren't really aware of but if you know for sure that like you want to hit the tower of london or you want to hit the eiffel tower you want to do the louvre you can buy your tickets two or three months before your trip say this is what day i'm going to go and be able to just walk right in with your ticket Versus, well, now I have to wait in line to buy a ticket to hope that I can get in.
0: Well, you'll bypass one of the lines. I mean, to get to get to the Eiffel Tower, there's a huge line, just to get up. We
1: went to Paris after you guys went to Paris, correct? Mm -hmm. Between when you guys went to Paris and when we went to Paris, they put an extra security barrier between Mm. the park and the Eiffel Tower. They had that when we were there too. Yeah. I think the they did. Glass or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they did. They had that. Yep. Well, we also... We didn't have tickets for the Eiffel Tower. We mm-hmm. didn't either. We, we didn't have to them. wait to the we, day out.
4: We bought there. Um, but we the bought lines, everything on our trip. Yeah. Our our Europe trip was really fly by the seat of your pants. We, we didn't... Re- we had an idea of where we wanted to go, but didn't book anything ahead of time. So... And it um, gave us
2: an extra day in London, which was really nice.
4: Yeah, I think we well, we did book our Warner Brothers Studio Tour at the yes, time. Yes, the
2: Harry Potter Warner Brothers Studio Tour. 100% um, if you're a Harry Potter fan, do it. It's amazing. <laughs> it was a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, we I think we got kind of lucky. Speaking of Eiffel Tower and uh, Tower of London, we kind of got lucky. Our lines weren't too terribly long, but I mean, we did still have a line to wait in.
0: You guys went on the off season, right, in September? Yes. versus we went in july yeah
4: we
2: have gotten we've had great luck going in off seasons too because we went into the off season for aruba Aruba. we went to the off season for bali mm-hmm. which was monsoon season and it only rained once twice oh twice but we but were I mean, asleep for one of them yeah but it's i mean <laughs> being in the off season has been really good and i thought mm-hmm. you were going to mention something about the catacombs or for prepare i thought you were about to say something about that like i always recommend when people go to go to france do cata do the catacombs yeah, the- it's something different
4: the catacombs in paris it was, was really cool it was it was An eerie experience, um yes. it's it, it's a strange thing to say that it was awesome cuz it's bones of dead people, but it was... We ran
1: out of room for graveyards. E- Let's dig up the old graveyards and put all these bones somewhere. And the yeah. way they had them
2: organized and stuff was really like, artistic was, and I don't know. It was it, interesting. It was so. fascinating. Hmm. But not if you're claustrophobic, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> I would be
1: interested and I would like to go to Joe, maybe not so much though. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, So when we got... So we were there during the busy season. We didn't have tickets for the Eiffel Tower. And by the time we had gotten there for the day, they had sold out of the tickets that would just take you straight to the top. So what we had to do was we we got in line through First Security, Then we got in the ticket line. So we bought our tickets, and then we got in the line to go up the first elevator. So you could go to level... It ends up being like there are four layers to the Eiffel Tower, and we got to go to the second layer. Because the first layer is where the the restaurant is, and the second layer is...
4: Which is uber expensive.
1: Yeah. Your second layer is your main viewing platform, which is like the bottom triangle of the Eiffel Tower. And then we waited in another line so we could get tickets to go to the middle platform on the Eiffel Tower. And we had champagne, right? No. I'm pretty sure we had to wait. Yeah, there were because there were there are four levels. There's the two that are really close together and then there's a middle and then there's the up, 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 Mm -hmm. as we fondly called it. So we had to wait in line on that second level to get tickets to go up to the third level. And then we had to wait in line on the third level oh to get tickets to go to the very top. Because what they were saying was they're not selling tickets that will take you all the way up. But on each level, they can sell you a ticket to take you wow. one level up. that's If crazy. they're willing sure. to put in the capacity. They. This is why you go in the off-season. Or listener. you actually get your tickets in advance because <laughs> you tell your travel agent, yes, please buy this thing for you. True. Our travel agent's great. Because she does as much or as little as you want her to. So, like, she planned our trip. She planned out our excursion to Stonehenge, to the studio tour, and a few other places. But then, like, we got our tickets to the Tower of London. We waited too long to get our tickets to the Eiffel Tower. Oh, she did our tickets to Disneyland Paris. And then she made sure that we had, like all of our metro passes so we could have our so we had our seven day pass to take the subway around in Paris before we even got to Paris so it was nice it was like okay as soon as we get here we know where to go
2: the only thing I would say we should have probably gotten in advance was just that one train ride but we weren't sure exactly mm-hmm. what day we would necessarily take from one place to another so there was one train ride that was a little more expensive than mm-hmm. we would would have been if we had done it a few weeks ahead of time but that was the only thing that I felt like
1: was more expensive. Yeah, everything
4: um, else was was pretty reasonable.
1: Through all of this, you have to be willing to be very flexible and know yes. that delays will happen. Mm.
4: And speaking of flexibility, I did also want to bring up one thing that we use for finding our flights is Scott's Cheap Flights, not, not sponsored. a sponsor. Um, We just use their free email subscription. This is not necessarily a good choice if you are looking to travel to a specific spot on specific dates because you never know what locations, what travel discounts you're going to get through get notified about through Scott's Cheap Flights. But uh, this is how we decided to go to Bali. We didn't have any plans prior to booking our flights to ever go to Bali, but we knew we wanted to go to that area of the world. And we got an email that flights were less than 50% of what they normally were. So we were able to find a date and within their window of discounted flights and get there for, I think, three of our... Tickets were the price of one normal ticket.
2: And we flew on a Hello Kitty plane, <laughs> which was really cool. <laughs> it was uh, really cute. Everything was Hello Kitty on the plane. The outside yeah. of the plane was all Hello Kitty. It was pretty It was pretty, in- it was intense. pretty intense. That intense, was an
4: uh, EVA. It's an Asian airline. But that's currently the only trip that we've actually taken that we uh, found our tickets through them. But Is um, that- we've...
1: Is this what you used to find your cheap flights to Japan before Japan got shut down? So then you used your cheap flights, you used it to find cheap flights to Italy and then Italy got shut down. COVID was rough on our international plans. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were, Stephen and Hillary were like... We're going to Japan. and then For like, like a year. And then March rolls
2: around. LOLJK,
1: we're going to Italy. And three LOL, days later. JK nope, we're staying in the States. Yeah. <laughs> You're
0: like super cheap flights to Italy. I know. And then four <laughs> days later, it
2: was the most horrible thing. Yeah. There's a reason uh, why they're super bad. cheap.
4: I do want to go to Italy, just not with Coke.
2: Well, and like Caroline said, no, no delays might happen. But at the same time, that's been some of the funniest and fun like some some of the funniest things have happened to us on our trips. But yeah.
1: So when we had our whole we were going to fly out of JFK and then weather was really bad in New York. So it's like, okay, no, you're going to fly to Atlanta and then you're going to fly to London and we can either fly you to Edinburgh still Or we can just take you to London and I was like well just take us to London because we're gonna have to we were gonna have to hang out in the airport for like five hours in Heathrow and I'm like "Mm, hang out in Heathrow for five hours or attempt to figure out how to take the train from London to Edinburgh because we're supposed to take the train from Edinburgh to London later on so we said we're gonna just go to the train station and we'll figure it all out there so after like running around pretty much everywhere on the train station we figured out how to get our picture taken so we could get our train pass so we could buy our train tickets so then we could get on a train to go from edinburgh from london to edinburgh and we get on the train we have no idea where we're supposed to sit we have assigned i don't even think we had assigned seats (laughs) but we were supposed to have assigned seats and we sit in these seats that say okay from these destinations people are going to be sitting there and we're like if we have to move we'll move and then nobody ever came but on the other side of the aisle there was a family with or it was like a mom with like three kids whether or not all of them were hers i'm not sure but they were playing ticket to ride on the train from london to edinburgh nice (laughs) and it's like well we wouldn't have seen that (laughs) and then like we we ended up playing kings in the corner We were just kind of chilling out on the train and we got to our hotel about the same time we would have if we would have just taken that plane. It's like, well, we just kind of figured it out ourselves. And
0: for a little bit, we met a lovely British lady.
1: That was so on the way from Edinburgh to London, we took the the train. Yeah, Yeah. we had the train was packed because we were like, oh, this train was barely packed when we went to Edinburgh. Maybe we'll be lucky and we'll get to have like the whole section to ourselves and oh, no, we do actually have to share our little four-seater table with two other people. And so we're sitting with these two women that are not related to each other. And they're like, oh, we love your accents. And we're like, oh, we like your accents, too. (laughs) And they're talking to us about how their country has become become Americanized because one of them, her granddaughter, is getting ready to plan for a prom the next year. And they're, like, trying to figure out what exactly that is. And, like, they don't do Halloween and so we're like talking about all these different customs and stuff. Yeah, they,
0: they did Bonfire Night.
1: Yeah, but they're like, oh yeah, your history is just all cowboys and Indians, right? And we're like, uh, no, not
4: exactly. There's
1: a lot more to it than that. Wow. <laughs> um, so it's kind of interesting to see how the other half goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, train rides are definitely well. It can go either way. We I think we got lucky because we got sat next to people that wanted to talk to us. Definitely, other countries are not as like open and like let's talk to you. Like, let me know all about your family history right here right now as us americans can be at times i don't at what point should we just like say we're going to have to make this a, part, a two? Two part 2 i'm thinking right now right now yeah and i mean we've covered a lot of this stuff but, I,
2: just say, I just say stop it and part two it up.
1: So one thing that I do want to bring up, and I'll probably bring this up next time too, is dealing with different customs in other countries. Don't be the stupid American. Oh, or, we wanted to hear mm-hmm. this
2: story. Wasn't there a story on yes. this? Yes. Okay, So, so the story and then.
1: As we have mentioned, typically Australians and Europeans get super long times for holidays. So towards the end of our trip when... Joe and myself are like we have all of this history knowledge in our heads our brains are going to explode oh hey look it's a church oh hey look it's a palace oh hey look it's some art (laughs) like our brains are fried but we did a bike tour of Paris which was really nice I highly recommend doing bike tours if you can fat tire bike tours are great if you are a native English speaker not a sponsor but they're tours that are led, for the most part, by Brits or Americans. So they get into the history, but they also make it fun. And you're not listening to just some audiophile. But the tour for Paris was longer than our tour in London was. No, I guess they were about the same. But we stopped for lunch at this little cafe in the middle of a park. And we're sitting across from a couple from New Zealand who's on the tail end of their European tour. Like three-month
0: tour, right? It was like
1: a three-month tour. Where they had basically gone from East, maybe not necessarily from super Eastern Europe to Paris, but like they had gone to Italy, they had gone to Spain, they had gone to all of these places and we're like, oh sweet, do you guys like speak Italian? Do you speak Spanish? How did all that go? And they're like, oh, we had a great time. We had all this amazing food. No, we don't speak any other languages. And we're not trying to learn to either. And we're like, oh. So, how did that work in Italy? Because we're like, you guys speak Italian or anything? And we're like, oh no, we just use Google Translate. We're like, we would hand them the phone so they could tell us stuff if they wouldn't get somebody who knew English that could translate for us. And if they weren't willing to deal with our phone, we just hand them money until they would finally work with us. And we're like, okay, that's fun. We're going to go sit over here <sighs> now
4: interesting
1: so do you think in italy there's not like a lot of people that speak english i mean it seemed like now we mostly s- were in paris but we also asked our hotel like where should we go to eat we didn't just kind of walk around and find a place where like where would we where should we go that's like actually parisian it's not just here's this french restaurant on a street where you can sit at this table and smoke your cigarettes while i eat a baguette We're like, we want to like actually go to a Parisian restaurant where Parisians would go. So we go to this little tiny hole in the wall place where we show up and they're like, do you have a reservation? And we're like, no. And they're like, and then they realize we are American. They're like, oh, well, come back in like an hour and then we'll find a table for you. And we're like, okay. So about an hour later, we come back and I am allergic to mushrooms. So... I learned some key phrases before we left, like, bonjour, je suis allergique champignons. Hello, I am allergic to mushrooms because I want to make sure that I am able to effectively communicate in their language the thing that I am unable to eat. So then that way they don't think that I mean something else potentially. So that was always my like lead off whenever we got to a restaurant. And so then the waitress just starts going off in French. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need you to pause for a second. That's really the only phrase that I super know in (sighs) French. If you slow down, I might be able to pick up some things. And she's like, oh, you did. I thought you were Parisian. (laughs) And I don't know if she was pulling my leg, but I think based on the speed she was talking, she kind of maybe thought that I knew more French than I did. And so she's like, do you want me to translate the menu for you? And we were like, well, no, just leave the menu here because the menu was a chalkboard that was like over five feet tall and like oh, three geez. feet wide Ow. with everything written on it. Like it was written that day for this is what we're serving today. Yeah. She's like, well, I'll leave this menu here because I'm just walking around with this big menu from table to table. I'll come back in about 10 minutes and you guys can let me know if you have any questions. And so we kind of picked our way through the menu and Google Translate.
0: Google Translate has a feature where you can take the camera and it'll augment reality. The 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 word and it will translate it on the screen.
1: It doesn't work as great with cursive, which was what this one, which is what this menu was in. Yeah, mm. but we were like, could Google? We could like type in words that weren't necessarily Mm. translating and we're like oh okay this means veal you'll probably eat that i definitely can't eat this dish because it says champignons on it we figured out what we thought we would want to eat and we were waiting for her to come back and then her brother comes and is like hey i'll take your order but i think it was like either in very broken english or it wasn't french enough where i could understand and so he took our he took our order and took away the menu and his sister came back and she's like you guys ready to order? And we're like, no. He just took our order. And she's like, oh, he doesn't know much English. <laughs> I'll go verify that your order's correct. But like, we even though we couldn't like super communicate with people, we made it a point to at least attempt. Mm-hmm.
2: I I practiced all day to say I would like a glass of red wine, please. <laughs> all day. I mean, like, I know I know Spanish, and I can get my way through Spanish and I can understand a lot of Spanish but French was is totally foreign to me but I tried to <laughs> so I but tried to I know so I tried to practice all day saying it and then we got to this really cute little French restaurant And the waiter was really, really sweet. And I was like, I I don't know if I prefaced with trying to say it, but I was just like, I tried to say the phrase and I got really flustered and I couldn't say it. And she was like, try again. And (laughs) then like, I eventually was able to say it. But I was like, I practiced all day trying to say this one phrase. And like, it was so frustrating. And then the guy at Disneyland Paris, he tried to get me to order.
4: We were at the
2: checkout. Purchase my stuff. And yeah. French and I was like I can't even fake a f- anything here and he was like he I think we tried to say it in French and then he was like no now with a French accent and I was like I am not going to do that for you because I it will be insulting I was like I was like I'm just not because I just had no I had no concept of how I was gonna like he thought that he was being kind of rude but I I just thought he was I don't know I was just You're like French I was just like I'm I was like I'm not going to I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna try to insult you by trying to mock your accent i don't know so i was like so i just didn't try but i i did enjoy spain because of the because of the spanish i knew so people
0: I don't know. in paris have a reputation i guess this is the stereotype i guess they don't necessarily yeah. like americans
2: and that was a stereotype but i felt like everyone we encountered was pretty okay so, besides maybe one or two yeah people.
0: but they, they do like it when you try yeah mm-hmm. and then they all know english Mm-hmm. Yeah. for the most part. Uh, maybe the older people don't. But all the kids, they, at least in Germany, they, the little kids, they learn English first grade. Yeah. You know, they learn German and English and, they, and another language. So they're, they learn three languages by the time they're in high school. Oh, yeah. And they can speak it fluently. It's just different than because they they're so close to all, all these different countries.
1: Right. Well, like I will say, so the times that we ventured out on our own and we just said, well, we'll stop at this cafe because this cafe looks okay and it was a larger cafe, the service, it was a little bit more of the like, oh, it's just another American tourist. Like here's our American menu. I'm a piece out now. Like I'll come back to get your food order, but American. But when we went to the holes in the wall, it was more like, oh yeah, here, we'll work with you. We can like attempt to speak French back and forth. We can also do ki- some kind of like Frank, like, um, french english so we can mix up some stuff in there so we can better understand each other and try to improve each other's language skills mm. versus like oh yeah i don't want to have to deal with you yeah but no, like- i
2: thought people were nice i didn't i mean i just i just don't know enough french like i just i mean the spanish was fun to, p- to practice and mm-hmm. play with but with french i was like oh i think i think i'm gonna have to default a little bit more to English so
0: okay so let's part two this
1: this is part one of fill in the blank because who knows how long we'll talk about the other (laughs) stuff in our talk that's just planning your trip hey that's a good spot to stop
0: that's yeah so tune in next time
1: be flexible figure out where you want to go and maybe try to learn some language before you leave
3: (laughs)
0: So now it is time for Joe's Dad Joke of the Week. And I'm going to go through this quickly. And we lost an audience member. Hillary, this joke was for you, <laughs> our one listener. <laughs> but since this segment was hijacked last week, you, <laughs> you get a two-for-one special.
1: Yeah. Okay, so
0: are you ready for this?
1: <sighs> yep.
4: I'm not.
0: (laughs) Too bad. (laughs) The food provided on the small aircraft wasn't good.
1: Oh, why was that, honey?
0: It was a little (laughs) plane. And I have another joke. Oh, boy. What happens when you wear a watch on a plane?
1: I don't know. What?
0: Time flies.
1: Uh, <laughs> and then this is where in post, Joe puts in applause mm-hmm. so people think that the joke is funny and that we enjoy it. <laughs> There's also some cheering in there, too. Yeah,
0: applause. Yeah. Applause now. Well, that does it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening.
1: And thank you, Stephen and Hillary, who is not currently sitting in her chair. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, Stephen
1: and Hillary, for joining us. And we look forward to having you on again for part two through like 20 of this special.
0: (laughs) Well, we want to hear from you, dear listener, Hillary. (laughs) The one one listener. We want to hear from you. (laughs) If you have ideas for a show topic... If you have comments about a previous episode, maybe you really liked it, or perhaps you learned something new, or you have constructive criticism. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can send us an email at craftparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at parenting Podcast to get updates on when episodes have dropped, see pictures of our adorable kids, and more.
1: If you like what you hear, Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Make sure to share the show with your friends, family, your neighbor down the street. Are you listening, Hillary, our one listener? We need you to help promote our show. Okay, I'll try my best. (laughs) It really helps our show grow. You can also send us stuff to our awesome P.O. Box.
0: Steven really wants his pineapples.
1: Yep, send Steven all of the pineapples. (laughs) (laughs) You're, You're blinking. No, thank you. Your blinking stare really translates well to the visual <laughs> medium that is a podcast.
4: <laughs> I thought
0: it might. All this information is available on our beautiful website, www.craftparentingpodcast.com. So go check it out. That's where we put all
1: of the show notes. Plus, I've been writing lots of blog posts about some of the stuff that doesn't make it in the podcast. Like how Elliot turned five months old this week. That's a tease for something that totally dropped at least two weeks ago at this point. <laughs> podcast land. Time is a construct.
0: If you haven't already done some, make sure you subscribe to the show. We are listed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about every podcast app out there. And with that, I'm Joe.
1: I'm Caroline. I'm Hillary.
4: And I'm Steven.
0: See you next time on the Craft Parenting Podcast.
2: Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Romans, Matthew, and
1: Mark, Luke, and John, Acts in the Letter to the Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Philippians, Colossians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians. It's the we sing Bible. Yours is different than mine, but yeah. Hillary, if and myself you ever, have if, songs you ever for wanna, weird if you things. ever want if
2: uh, you ever want to be really entertained, Caroline and I can sing the whole preamble. That will be another day. <laughs> I did that in our lo-
1: in one of the previous episodes. Did you? But so. Before we recorded our 4th of July episode, Stephen and Hillary were at our house for dinner. And then they bailed on us because they're lame. Mm-hmm. But Super lame.
0: Wow. Like,
1: <laughs> at dinner, <laughs> Hillary and myself for me were like... Leave now. Like, Hillary started to sing at the song and I just joined in with her and we're like, oh, we should have recorded that. Hi-
0: are are we going to smell... Christmas cookies
1: this is champagne toast so no and also I didn't know that you could get
2: happy birthday lotion from Bath and Body Works and I'm extremely sad that I didn't go to Bath and Body Works on my birthday
1: Katie gave that to me what (laughs) for my (laughs) birthday
2: oh nice thank you so much that lotion feels so much better you're (laughs) welcome my hands were shriveling up okay you didn't even
0: offer me any or Stephen
2: would you like some lotion, Joe? No. Does it seem creepy whenever I offer it, Stephen? Would you like some lotion? I would actually.
4: Okay. Y- you there's know, there's the cat.
2: So, get have train back on track. As I've said multiple times.
1: Hold up a minute. After we finish this discussion, her. and I can show you some stuff. But what does that even mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> i show you the sweet tattoo I've got. <laughs> it's Simba and Nala doing it in the
2: woods. It's just, the, it's just the cave drawing of, of Simba uh, with the, yeah. with the thumbprint. Someone's
1: taking a thumbprint across. The so, plate. but I have to give you guys back my like Lion King street cred. She is going to show us a tattoo.
2: She said she didn't like Lion King. She's no matter what she show. show us, you she still is. has I I had McDonald's. She still has plates. That's what I'm hearing. She still has. Lion King plates.
0: She ran into the kitchen.
2: Do you oh, have the Hercules getting. plate too? That was my favorite. I, oh, I remember
4: that. I loved Hercules. The Hercules
2: plate was the best. Or are those oh, from yeah, McDonald's? Hercules.
0: I like Hercules is like the most underrated Disney movie ever.
2: Oh, the music in Hercules was excellent. Why isn't that a musical? Oh, my goodness. But you didn't like Lion King. I don't care if you own the paraphernalia. You said you didn't like it.
4: There's a difference.
2: Caroline's got <laughs> several. Several so so very I, 90s. I pieces still of have the very 90s plate,
1: bowl, cup, and fork. <laughs> the whole set. The whole s- I think there's a spoon too, but I'm not Did your mom bring this stuff.
2: to you when you had Lily? Like, here you go.
1: She did. When <laughs> Lily started eating, <laughs> she was like, get this out of my house. Well, like, I would play with. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, my gosh. Caroline, <laughs> <about> why'd you <laughs> leave me. it
2: open? Oh, I don't my gosh. Know. That's what someone was trying to break into your house <laughs> through the window, <laughs> through the. Yes. Second story window. Breaking to our oh, house. Oh, shoot. Steal this podcast recording before you come out and make, uh, uh, make millions.
1: I ruined the structural integrity <laughs> of our children's utensil closet.
3: Oh, no.
2: You could be on an infomercial where they have the Tupperware that just falls think, out yeah, on the person. Like, I you have disorganized Tupperware?
1: And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Children's spoons.
2: All <laughs> all
1: over me. What do I do? You
2: can have a nightmare about this podcast. Spoons. Is brought to you by. seen
1: <laughs> yeah. on TV. You're
2: gonna be cr- you're gonna be crushed by uh, children's spoons in a dream tonight. And you're gonna be like, sorry, mom, I tried. It <laughs> <and> just like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it won't happen to Caroline. It'll definitely happen to me tonight, though. Yeah. That will definitely be my dream. I'll wake up, cold sweat. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Steven, that was Christmas. I did it for you. I did it for you. Um, oh my gosh, are we back on track yet? Are we going to talk about international? Tra-
0: I'm going to publish this raw. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh.
0: <laughs> Raw Raw. and
4: unedited (laughs) Talk about the 90s
2: Raw and untamed for that one listener